For anyone who watched the irreverent 90s sitcom Married with Children, you know the theme song courtesy of Frank Sinatra that states, Love and marriage go together like a horse and carriage. Well, what does it look like when you combine the traditional love, marriage, family trajectory with a genuine love and passion for educating others? What even are the horse and carriage in this scenario? Which comes first? And who's driving anyways? Join us for a closer look at teaching with children on the GLG. Welcome to the Grand Ed Learners Guild, the podcast that gets real about education, authentic leadership, and the transcended power of being a part of a highly functioning team. Here are your hosts, Casey Veach, Emily Coakland, and my mom, Jenny Labrie. Marriage and parenting in a house with even one educator can be an interesting journey. On one hand, you have the typical joys and stresses of balancing marriage and kids. Joy? Stress? Depends on the day. And on the other, you've got parent and student email communication after the school day, grading and planning on the weekends, and extracurricular supervision that creeps into that coveted family time. What are some strategies educator parents use to keep what feels like the proverbial house of cards standing? We're excited to explore this topic with three sets of teaching couples in the best way we could think of, the classic newlywed game. Our intention with this episode is to lightheartedly but honestly examine the unique challenges that educators face when they take off their educator hat and put on their parent and family hat and vice versa. All right, so to get us started, we want to welcome a couple of very special guests to our show. This one's going to take a different format, but it's going to be a lot of fun. So without further ado, we'd like to introduce you to a couple of very important couples. Let's start with the Delzells. Hi, I'm Liz Delzell. I'm a Resource Center Director or School Librarian. My name is Jeff Delzell. I work a dual role. I uh, teach two sections of German, and I'm also uh, the Division Leader for International Studies, which is World Languages and Social Studies. Labrie Clan is next, so those of you probably know who I am, Jenny Labrie. And I've actually got my own special guest here tonight who has yet to be on the podcast and is super thrilled to be here with me. (laughs) He's been waiting and waiting to get on an episode, and here we are. So, without further ado... Longtime listener, Leo Labrie. I am... uh, (laughs) First time uh, guest. (laughs) Yeah, true. Overdue, should I say. I'm the principal at uh, middle school. And the very proud husband of Jenny. And last, we have a special guest as part of the Veach clan. Hi, my name is Brian. I am Casey's husband and formerly a math instructor at Northern Illinois University, where I taught a variety of math classes. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us, Liz, Jeff, Leo, Brian. We're going to have a little fun today by playing a game as we often like to do. This one, we're going to be taking the traditional newlywed game and turning it into the not so newlywed game. And remember in this game, for any of our listeners who aren't completely familiar with it, the goal here is for each of the couples to try to match their spouse on this. So I'm going to ask a few questions and let's just roll through in the order which I introduced you, so we'll have Delzell's answer first, then Labrie's, then Veach's. That's alphabetical, too. See? Sweet. Perfect. We'll go in that order, and we'll see how many points we can award for matching your spouse. And are we going to write these down? Oh, we should keep We already score. have them. The, the uh, Veach's and the Delzell's are... 
Yeah, yeah. We're, we're overachievers. But I haven't done anything yet. It's, oh, no, you guys. Do you need a minute? No. Oh, my God. So we're wasting people's time. Points deducted now. already now. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> We've been disqualified. We should. <laughs> like, see you later. Yes, we have hope. We're not, we're not last. <laughs> Brian, you've just rocketed into second place. Because. <laughs> Almost done. By. Do, 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 do. Isn't it the girl from Ipanema usually that's the... <laughs> How about let's do this? Let's have Liz the delays. the game. <laughs> yes. All right. Delzel, you're up. <laughs> we'll play Delzel's let's, rules. This is, yeah. Today, hey, friends, we're, we're playing the newlywed game, Delzel rules. And this yeah. is how it works. Yeah. Couples get their own set of paper and their own markers and their own opinions. And they read a set of questions and they answer the best they can. Then a host asks them the questions, they hold up their cards, and if they match, ding, 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 and if they don't, chaos ensues. Okay, so that host is me because I married somebody outside of the profession. Love you, Nick. <laughs> so we're she just... married outside the culture. I know. It's like, wow, I'm the only one without a date. A little bit of flashback <laughs> to the college years here. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get started in the game. I will begin with the first question. And like we said, Delzels go first, then Labrie's, then Veach's, And we will be tallying these up for fabulous prizes. And Emily, you're keeping track of the points, right? I am. I am in crayon because parenting <laughs> as a teacher. So close. All right, yeah. keeping it on theme. Okay, so question number one here. Who is more likely to use their teacher voice at home? <laughs> All it's right. Me. Yeah. We have ding, got ding, ding, a ding. match for Team Delta. An Delzel. agreement. Yeah, I just really I just realized that there's no visual aspect to this. <laughs> so holding up the cards and just waiting dramatically <laughs> is going to be super annoying in the audio world. So, friends who are listening, it. I said me, Jeff said me, as in me, Liz, and it's true. I am much more likely to use my teacher voice at home. I'm not even likely to use mine at school. (laughs) (laughs) That makes home doubly unlikely. (laughs) Well, the thing to keep in mind is Jeff is a high school teacher. I really don't know what a high school teacher voice sounds like. My experience is K-8, and I don't think I even used a teacher voice beyond fifth grade. So, yep, it's me. All right. Team Labrie, you ready? All right, we're ready. (laughs) Leo, you go first. Teacher voice. That's me. Mm -hmm. Yep, I said Leo as well. You want to elaborate? I would probably say it's to be honest, I never taught the way I sometimes talk to my children at home. And I put more of a coaching voice of, uh, you know, when the teeth aren't brushed and we're not in pajamas yet. And we get a little more direct. I am the one that's softer spoken yeah. of the two. Mm-hmm. Well, Breeze are on the board, too. So, Team Veach, no pressure. Okay. <laughs> one, two, three. I wrote Casey. Yay! Ding, ding, Casey. ding. Match. Both say me. Yeah. See, the, got... the interesting thing is, is I have no teacher voice right. in and out of the classroom. Right. So. Well, you have the beauty of a microphone, too. In the big lecture, I had a microphone. Yeah. yeah. In the smaller classrooms, it's still. <laughs> right. It's not... I'm just trying to picture a big lecture where you'd walk up and be like, excuse me, sir. Right now, we are, our eyes are here. That's where they are. One, two, three. Eyes on me. Yeah, exactly. One, two, three. Eyes on me. You know, like what? No. You, you didn't stand a chance. This wasn't even a fair question for you. Nope. 
No. Love it. But yeah, definitely the cute little rhyming things. Everything I learned from listening to Liz across the library. (laughs) That's what I use with my children now. But you are, you're very soft-spoken, like Jenny. Stern, but supportive. Yes. When I'm not stern. I don't know anything about that. (laughs) I think Leo, it's me and you, buddy. (laughs) Coach voice. We'll we'll get him sternened out. (laughs) Yeah. Coach voice. Get in line. When something needs to get done, let us know. (laughs) Someone's crying. That's other people. Yeah. We caused the crying, probably. I've always told people, I'm like, Jeff is a better mother than I've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're moving on to question number two. Which in your marriage has the snappiest teaching wardrobe? Who's the best dressed? Delzels, right, you the ready? Delzels. Yep, we went. I went with uh, Jeff. I said Liz. <laughs> oh no, no. Well, messy. I guess we have different definitions of snappy. Yeah, let's talk so, that out. Uh, I said that Jeff's wardrobe is snappy because every single thing he has is logoed for the high school. Everything, and it's like a wide array of things that you can wear: t-shirts, windbreakers. Polos, sweatshirts. The snappy stuff. The snappy stuff. Why did you say I had a snappier wardrobe? Uh, I know why. Because it's procured by (laughs) a monthly shipment. Because I started paying for my wardrobe. Yeah, Yeah, I'm a Stitch Fix gal. Yeah. It's starting to get a little repetitive. Like, I can only wear so many floral prints before I really start to feel like the couch I look like. (laughs) So maybe that's why I said it wasn't so snappy. (laughs) All right, Team Labrie. Yep. Who's got the snappiest teaching wardrobe? Yeah, that would not, be me, yeah. Jenny. Jenny's got style. All right. Mine would be snappy if it fit Liz's description. I, you're wearing snappy stuff right this now, is sir. Damn nice. Dapper. Look. It's dapper. Yeah. Is that a quarter zip? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look that's, at that. That's all you get. <laughs> yep. Right We've got there. a zipping demo going on, yeah. listeners. Awesome. <laughs> Stop there. The amount of t shirts with logos we have to donate to the local Goodwill. Mm hmm. Because we can't house them all. We don't have enough drawers for all of those things. But I wouldn't consider them snappy in my definition. So do we get a point? You do get a point. Labrie's are in the lead right now, but Veach's haven't gone yet. So let's check out how this goes. I said him. Why? Because you just got a whole bunch of brand new clothes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Recently, because you bought them. And they all have snaps and buttons and and stuff. And you literally (laughs) snappiest. Even if you compared what I wear, I you still are the snappiest. What is your snappy? What are you talking about? How do you define snappiest wardrobe? I don't know. I think we're getting so, bogged down in the snap, y'all. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Best okay. dressed is good. And if I asked you, what did I wear in the classroom? Oh, yeah. You were wearing hoodies and I wore crap. hoodies and yeah. t-shirts. So, yes. I answered wrong. You did. So, so Labrie's are in the lead. Unfortunately, admitting that you're wrong doesn't get you any points. So, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but that's recorded that she said. Yeah, I said (laughs) it was wrong. I would like some of that. (laughs) Clip it for me. I will save it on my phone. He's just going to play it over and over. (laughs) His ringtone. That's right, Leo. is like, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. wrong. Oh, there's my my wife. wife calling (laughs) and announcing it before we talk. That would be amazing. Incredible. I'll see if I can hook you up, right? I will oversee that project. Okay. <laughs> You're givers. Casey, I'm a little disappointed in you considering how many duplicate items you and I, I own that you I did know. not pick yourself because that is an outward reflection and not bummed yeah. out. All right. The next question that we have here, Team Delzel, get ready for this with your cards. How did your partner decide that he or she wanted to become a teacher? This one says times two. So let's begin with Liz. How did Liz decide she was going to be a teacher? 
Let's see those cards. What'd you say, Jeff? I said that she loved history. Okay. And then I said I wanted to be a history teacher since high school. And that's right. It's because I loved history. I'm yeah, going to so give you guys the point for that one. Ding, ding, it's, the word ding, history ding. is the match History's point there. in there. You got it. Yep. Nice job. Now time for the Jeff round of that. So I said Jeff wanted to study German and he liked his German teacher in high school. So he thought it'd be a good job. <laughs> very very close the German teacher that I admired I thought okay if this guy if this is the guarantee that this guy enjoys this job it was actually a TA my freshman year in college I don't know if that disqualifies know the answer but Jeff and I met our sophomore year in college and Jeff was an undeclared major thinking about philosophy at the time I think but basically because he wanted to study German he just wanted to keep speaking German like I don't understand this and everyone's like oh you guys German no, no. we're not German <laughs> not at all like I'm definitely not and he's or Z you know but anything that let him keep studying German he was the only teaching of German graduate from the University of Illinois in 2001 okay. he's the only one just Jeff <laughs> Sounds like there would be high demand. You know, yeah. low supply, high demand. It didn't work out that didn't way. Out that way. Yeah. Very, very lucky. Solid strategy. Good for the resume. Yes. You know? Number one German student out of U of I. Yeah. yeah. Finished ah. first in your class. Yeah. First in your class. German secondary ed. Very nice. I'm going to go ahead and give you the point to that because you had multiple points of crossover in German and looking up to that teacher. So as games are here, I'm going to be generous with points. Delzell's nice work. You are up to three points as a couple and now in the lead. So let's see if Labrise can catch you on this one. We will start with Jenny on this one too. How did Jenny decide she wanted to become a teacher? She comes from a family of teachers, but I put grandma specifically. I wrote my grandma, who was a fifth grade teacher, and my aunt, who was a first grade teacher. That is point worthy. Yep. Nice. Well done. Mm, a lot of Sunday dinners. I was reminded of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's flip that over and see if you can match on why Leo decided to become a teacher. I wrote because you wanted to coach sports. And so that was a really good lead in. I have a follow-up question, Leo. Did you two study social studies history? French and no. psychology. French and psychology, that's wild. Ooh. I felt like when I was in college, every dude in my class was like, I want to teach history and yep. coach football. That's that's <laughs> what, thank me, that's very true. And I was an outlier, yeah. which worked in my benefit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You both have regained your lead. Libri came to play. Team Veach, let's see how we're doing here. Let's start with you. So bad. We are, we are, yes, we are going to be terrible at this. Yes. My answer is not going to make any sense, but. This is what I thought when I met you. <laughs> okay. So I will be it. I will be honest. Yes. Okay. All right, let's hear it. I wrote so that she can force people to listen to her talk about <laughs> British lit. <laughs> that is so good. They yes. couldn't they you can't escape it. <laughs> she got to talk about it for fifty minutes. Captive and they audience had to listen. angle. No Captive audience. No. Oh no. <laughs> But again, this is what I thought when I met you. No. Because when I met you, you were just about to start student teaching. Yeah. So. Oh. so mine was spelling book. I have been a terrible speller since third grade, and I wanted the answers to the spelling test book. I have oh, never heard sweet. that story. Oh, Lord. Wow. So that's what directed Kids, you Kids, if you're listening college. in, before you make a decision in your life, via where you're going to get the answers, consider swinging by your guidance counselor's office and having a which, chat. Maybe which, doing an inventory of some sort. Which, again, it evolved, but the first time I wanted to become a teacher was in third grade for the spelling book. Why did you want to become a teacher? I think we might have gotten the same one. So I became a teacher 
because someone asked me to. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, okay, I'd like a full-time job. <laughs> the department asked. All right. what, what situation were you in that someone walked up and they're like, hi, Brian. Um, I had... It sounds like how they're getting subs these days. It was <laughs> like, it was, Would you it was like weird. I was finishing up grad school. I told them that I was going to leave, that I was going to graduate and not move on to the doctorate program. And then I was in class and then the chair came to my classroom. And he's like, hey, you want to teach so you could stay? <laughs> I was like, all right. And I think in the hopes that I would continue the program. It was a very altruistic yeah. motivation for you. That's but, great. That's but then great. I had I had a lot of fun doing it, so right. I stayed. And then I, I was happy. The path found him. Yeah, that's, that's great. We are the worst. <laughs> what did you say? Can we get a half a point? That's what I said. I said department ad. That was a two-point <laughs> two question, everyone. So okay, where so we're at, Delzell's have three points, Libri's have four points, and Veach's have two points. So it's still a pretty tight game. We don't have zero. This is, yes. Yes. This is not... <laughs> It's not a blowout in any direction. We're doing okay. So, Delzels, which of you takes up the most time for work on a Saturday? Before we share our answers, I want to say that I think we're approaching this from different time periods. So I was thinking, like, ever, and I think Jeff is thinking, like, currently. So Mm. I said that Jeff took up more time on a Saturday, and... I said neither one of us. We try to Mm. keep Saturdays relatively work free unless it forces itself into yeah it. yeah and and i think that like a lot of people in our profession our priorities for time in the evenings and weekends have shifted dramatically and so i don't think you'd find either one of us working on a saturday anymore good for you unfortunately because you said jeff and you <laughs> said neither i still game. cannot award you a point delzels but you were moved right you understood you got <laughs> i like where your right heads are at the heart. that's legit yeah. yeah maybe there'll be bonus points at the end who inspired me to live a better teacher life get extra bonus (laughs) points jenny and leo let's hear your answers for this one ours is not as moving (laughs) i put work in quotes because i know i used to take up more time in my previous role i don't feel like i do as much but in this company i don't want to get ousted (laughs) for this this takes up like every Saturday night. So <laughs> if I'm including this, I have to say Jenny. Hmm. Do we consider the Grounded Learners Guild work? To be continued, I want to hear Jenny's answer. Okay. <laughs> I put me because of the connection to the amount of Saturday stuff we do for this. Now I'm feeling really, really guilty. I think we've cracked the solution here, though. You won't have to be without your wife on podcasting night if we invite you to podcasting night. So we might just have to make this happen more in the future. Switching to Team Veach. I answered as if this was not work for you. Okay. That's going to give us the same. We both said me. Yep. All right. Yep, Brian. Especially since over the last two years, teaching nights and working on his own school, Saturdays have been... Oh, yeah, I'm full of... So for those of us not keeping score, I'm just going to update everyone that Team Veach and Team Delzell are now tied. So game's getting intense. Libris have five. Each of the other teams have three. So is what- now a good time to tell you I'm like hyper competitive and will flip a table <laughs> if I don't win? <laughs> to anyone who's listening and thinking about coming on this podcast to play a game, think twice. <laughs> it's rigged. It's rigged. It's rigged. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this next one, this one's another double point question as well. So we're going to start with Liz here, Delzell's. Liz got chewed out by a parent on the job today. And Jeff, what role would you be 
playing at home in the aftermath. Listener, just take it all in. Just take it all in. <laughs> Gently nod as maybe <laughs> some intense moments are described. But yeah, I'm gonna. This listen. is this is gonna be a partial overlap question because yeah, I'm gonna need you to listen. I'm also gonna need you to agree, agree <laughs> with everything I say, all the decisions I made, everything. You don't have to call them names, but if I do, you have to agree. So, I don't know. You do what you will with that, Emily. But I think the support nodding could be looked at as tacit agreement. I think that's point worthy. <laughs> Dell's nose. Yeah, You're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And yeah. then answering the other way. Mm-hmm. Flip it. Okay. So, for Jeff, if Jeff were to get chewed out by a parent, what he would want from me, with a caveat that I'm pretty sure Jeff just doesn't tell me about that stuff. Because I get hyper worked up, but I think he would just like me to listen. That's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I don't do. Because I probably already got my game plan. No, I just want to like uh, unload maybe a little bit. And he doesn't get that from me. What he gets is a lot of strategy, <laughs> a lot of aggression. <laughs> like it's who is this person? Do you want me to find them? <laughs> you want me to fight them? <laughs> Tell me where they parked their car, Jeff. I will take care of this. <laughs> Let's try to keep Liz Delzell out of trouble on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing has happened that I would be like now suspect. <laughs> Yet, uh, well, no, that's oh just why Jeff doesn't tell you all these stories. Yeah, anymore. exactly. He's trying to keep me out of trouble. Us and the Breeze should not win this game, <laughs> right? Speaking of that, let's see if the Breeze can hang on to their lead with this one. So I'm just gonna dive right in. If this happens to her, which is, I don't think it's often. She wants me to listen and just be supportive and not try and fix it. I put, I just need a hug. (laughs) (laughs) So we don't get a point. No points. points. Even though that's very sweet. (laughs) But no points. That's adorable, but there's no points for that. (laughs) (laughs) And then on the reverse, I said he doesn't talk much about work, so I wouldn't even know. Kind of spot on. I put don't talk about it. I make a conscious effort not to. Yeah. <laughs> it's because Jenny wants to slash tires is the next. <laughs> she strikes me as the kind. For Jenny, so, I don't know what, I honestly don't know what it would be like. <laughs> I really don't. Because he doesn't talk about work. We've yeah, never no. really figured that one out. So the role you play is blissfully unaware. Yes. Got it. Okay, but that still is a match. So you are getting a point for that. Just got one of the two. I don't want a freaking hug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make you a GLG mug that says Grounded Learners Guild. I don't want to break it. I don't want to break it. See, that's gonna be your merch angle. It's fill fill in the blank. That's my that's my guest tagline. I don't want a freaking hug guy is gonna be on this week. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. See, I have a feeling you answered in like a really nice way. And what I wrote that you would do... What Just you, give me the answer, bro. Yeah. What's the answer? That you would say, sit down, shut up, and listen. <laughs> and every so often say, that sucks. <laughs> I could see why you would say that. Because <laughs> you, you, you surely yes don't want to no. hug. Great. My initial thought was, don't talk to me. Jeez. Okay, so sit down, <laughs> shut up, and then you leave. <laughs> don't talk to Is me there- about it. <laughs> Is there a marital therapist on another line that I don't know about? Like, no, just as we wrap this up, I think it comes from the same angle that, like, 
Leo and Jeff were. I don't. (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. I'm compartmentalizing in order for me to like get over that because the parent you don't know. You're not in the the K twelve world, so you can't really help. So I'm not going to unload it on you because so weird. Yeah, I love. Are you to be honest? (laughs) To be honest, I I usually have to drag stuff out of you. Yeah, but when I do talk, yes, that is what I want. You to just pull the Delzel, agree with everything I say, or pull the Chris Traeger. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it's just that sucks every throw in there every few minutes. So that is not a match, but that I understand. I said you would want that supportive shoulder and that supportive ear, someone to listen. But you would get the advice monster. Wait. I try to fix do it. Do I want advice? No. No, but you want correct. the supportive shoulder. <laughs> but I no said advice. you would want the supportive this, shoulder, and then what I you want, would get yes. is advice monster. Support, yeah. but no advice. No feedback. No just, feedback. Just, just no listen feedback. and support. Yep. Listen, support, no freaking hugs. No freaking hugs. <laughs> However, you did get a point for that. So where we're at right now is we're five for the Delzels, six for the Libris, and four for the Viches. Yeah. We'll take it. So let's keep going. This next one is actually taken right out of the Coakland real life biography. This was a call that I received in the middle of a professional learning session with my school. But let's say you get a call or an email from your children or child's school that your child is the runner that they ran off and which of you would handle it and how. Okay, so this is exciting because for the Delzels, I had to explain to Jeff what this is. <laughs> Just like, what's a runner? <laughs> Elementary like, problems. Oh, spoken like a true 912 professional. Yep. <laughs> you guys just call it something else. I don't know. Okay, well, first of all, deepest condolences to the Copeland family because, ouch, terrible. But I said I would handle it. He would back me up. I said, Liz, kind of depends on the age. <laughs> The older you are, the less patience there is for that kind of stuff. So <laughs> you're the eight-year-old, maybe kind of a patient, measured conversation. The 15-year-old's going to hear it, and I'll probably hear it downstairs, <laughs> yelling upstairs. So. Yeah, if my 15-year-old was a runner, yeah, we got some serious, but, but I handle those things. Gotcha. I will specify kindergarten, just in case <laughs> yeah, yeah, listeners are, are apt to judge. And <laughs> you know what? Like, <laughs> yeah, I can see it. Kindergarten can, can be a bit much. We call that elopement, elopement. Uh, these days, by the way. Yeah, I don't know what that's about because it doesn't sound nearly as fun as the elopement I, I knew about. Say, speaking of like marriage and whatnot, that seems a little mm-hmm. bit too yeah. tied into marriage. Child leaves like the it. campus, you have an elopement, an elopement. situation. <laughs> yeah. yes. I always just love the, we got a runner on the walkie-talkie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that that, so there are walkie-talkies everywhere where I'm at. And so I think that in order to avoid that kind of stuff where other kids are like, what? You know, it's like, there's an elopement. You know, it's very dry, boring, as opposed to like, Johnny's running down third and just turned on Elm. Yeah. All right, LaBreeze, you've got a runner. Who's handling it and how? Well, we also have a kindergartner in the house this year, and we also have dealt kind of with... Yeah. They didn't notify us, though, which is kind of alarming. They should have told Ooh. us oh, that he was Oh, the one where he just went to recess when it wasn't recess? Yeah, he just... And we found out <laughs> He just picked up and walked outside. Yeah. And he was like, I, I just wanted we to... We had to, like, confirm that it happened. <laughs> He's Oh, because he said he was in the principal's office, like, casually at dinner. And we're like, buddy, He's why are you at the principal's office? I went to recess. And we're like, do you, you went to recess? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And then we get picked up on it. Like, was everyone else at recess? No. 
It's like, okay, well, that's an issue, buddy. But no. again, no, yeah. no one no told us. Heads up. Well, when you live with the principal, how bad could it be? Yeah. <laughs> you go to the, you know, yeah, like, he's like, hey, dad. Yeah, I've been to your office. It's fun. I, way, yeah, his, his desk was way nicer. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so the answer is Leo deals with those things. 100%. Yep. Nine times out of ten, I let Jenny know that yeah. something happened. Of, by the way, our kid did this again. <laughs> Yeah. And how but, would oh, they handle it? I prefer a phone call, but the teachers aren't, they don't speak English really well. And so I have to resort to email. <laughs> I am going to need some clarification. <laughs> They're in dual language. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, that's a, I'm probably like, a, where is there a parenting specialist that's going to join us later as well? Like <laughs> The three-part episode, marriage, then parenting. <laughs> yeah, right? Yes. Oh, my God. Teaching okay, with children. So, yeah, sorry, dual deep. language kiddos. Teachers are from other countries, and language is a barrier in communication sometimes. For me, it's nice that I can type it out because I know they can Google Translate, or usually the para helps out with it. So that's how I deal with it. Prefer the phone call, but that's not happening. Yeah, I wrote he would email with his principal school signature email that's only when it's got uh, out of question. that that's, is a great question no i always go no no i Ooh. go there's been like two times i did that because i Fair literally <laughs> in writing the teacher put the exact opposite what you're supposed to do for pbis so like, okay we're <laughs> so going down like, this uh... road yeah okay. <laughs> By the way, this okay. is what I do. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's awesome because Jeff and I generally have a policy of not responding from our nope, email signatures, although mine is far less impressive than principal or division lead or whatever. But we did have a situation where Jeff did mention it, mm. it like in the body of the email. I was like, if there, bravo. Yeah, if there's an educational I mean, there's like, of, faux pas of like... The opposite of PBIS. Excellent. Yeah. We're giving you something and then taking it away. I was like, no, no, no. Stop. Stop doing that, please. <laughs> All right. I think because you both hit email and you got the right person, you're getting the point for that, too, as Delzel's also got. So, Team Veach, you're up. You got a runner. Who's handling well, it? Once how- again, this is a true story for the Veach household, but ours was preschool. We've all got little Classroom kids. Liz and Jeff. <laughs> yep. Well, when I talked to him about it, he said... They wouldn't let me go to the bathroom, so I went outside. <laughs> so we not them. like he didn't relieve himself outside. <laughs> he just left. He just left the building. Although who could blame him if he did but, go outside to, and relieve you know, himself? But yeah, they, he yeah. wanted to go to the bathroom, and the teacher said you have to wait. So yeah. he just left the building. Okay. Are these recent? Are these all these stories? Are these recent elopements? Last these are like pandemic related elopements like do you think the kids like our children are a little bit older like our youngest is in third grade but we never experienced this and i wonder if it's just because it's like i used to be able to walk away from the screen whenever i wanted like (laughs) so so i can that's how school is now these pandemic kids are built different as long as (laughs) but our answer our answer is that casey would deal with it me casey would answer would figure it out and then I said it because this was the conversation. This was my response to Connor, not the teacher. But come and try to uncover why and review his mantra of my classroom keeps me safe. <laughs> we have several of those. I did write Casey and calm. Yep. All right. So I think that's still point worthy. You got it. Could the Dalzells have an 
additional point because one, none of our Your children kids are never ran and away. two, <laughs> we had to answer from not a lived perspective. We had to guess. That was harder. Y'all had yeah. guys knew. I'm just saying. If you do that, we have a three-way tie it. and then I don't know what to do. We're going to need a t-shirt cannon or something. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the next question we've got here is email related still, so let's roll with it. Who has the cleanest email inbox? And we're talking professional, not personal. Okay, I think we're going to strike out on this one because I said it was me. I said it was me. Yeah, so we disagree. (laughs) Why do you think you have a cleaner inbox? Oh, just because sometimes when I catch a glimpse of your phone, it says like 104, that little number by it. Wow, that seems like a lot, but okay, I guess well, I don't know where those might be advertisements from. Yeah, I was just going to say, we, stick, we need stick. to. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I'm getting my shipment numbers. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't have your work email on your phone, do you? I have my work email on my phone, which is not necessarily something I would suggest. But right now I have exactly one unread email on my phone. What about you? How many unread emails do you have in your work? I, I don't know. Honest, I it's don't, Saturday. I think <laughs> 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 we don't get a point. Well played. Yeah. All right, Labrie's, you're up. Who's got the cleaner inbox? I said me. Yeah, I hope it's you. <laughs> He's the principal. It's hard to keep up with that. Yeah, it's kind of a hot mess. So. Yeah, point Again, for Labrie's. Too yeah. easy. <laughs> Seriously easy. So I said him. Me. Yeah, I have 341 emails on my phone that, yeah, they just don't bother me. Yeah, I have a couple, and then, yeah, I saw your inbox. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yes. You did get a point. Yep. <laughs> Are we in last place? You pulled. I don't know. No, you tied. You tied. Uh, with uh, yeah. right. If we're in last place, it's at everybody else's peril. So good luck, y'all. <laughs> uh, this last question is going to be Harry then, because you are currently barely in last place. We're talking six for Delzel, eight for Labrie, and seven for Veach at this point. You're all lucky you are safe in your own room. <laughs> we're going to have to go bonus round or something. Yeah, <laughs> something. Last question. The thing that my spouse does that makes them both a good teacher and parent is, and this is another two-point question because we have to do it for both spouses. So first for Liz. Okay, so for me, the thing that makes me both a good teacher and a good parent is that I try to make connections and find like common ground and just basically... I know it's a long game. As a school librarian, I have students from the beginning of their experience in the building till the end. So it's not a one-year commitment to the relationship. So if you're uh, tough enough to crack in kindergarten, usually by about third grade, we're friendly. So play the long game on that one. So that's why I'm awesome. What, what do you say, Jeff? Why <laughs> is awesome. Compliment me. Um, <laughs> so I... I said that she always has kind of the end in mind. And so whether she's disciplining kids or talking to them about the consequences of what they did or planning programming for kids, it's always to make them love reading. It's always to make them a better person, a safer person, a more respectful person. So just always having the end in mind, whether it's for students or children, that's my answer. I think that's a match for long game. I do too. That counts. Words, the same concept. Yep. All right. That's a match. What about Jeff? Yeah, let's hear it. Jeff, why um, are you awesome? I'm not. I'm a little embarrassed by the question. <laughs> Sorry. Because it makes an assumption that I'm not entirely sure is true. Great teacher and the, the best thing about this German teacher who motivated me was that I knew that I was going to learn something, that I was going to smile. Those two kind of simple little things. And so for me, I think if I can 
try to accomplish that in, in a 45-minute segment for kids. If I can give them a reason to smile and then they leave the room knowing or understanding something they didn't when they came in, then that's a win for me. Uh, as that relates to kids, I guess just trying to create moments and experiences that they'll smile about when they think about it and maybe be a little bit grateful for what they had as kids. That's the... Uh, Jeff's motto, like he'll literally say, putting smiles on faces, that's what it's all about. Like he always says that. So yeah, I do think that that's what makes him an excellent teacher and parent. Jeff works with the older crowd, the 9-12ers, and I'm always amazed when we're at some place at the same time, like a school function, how many kids like just come up to him and want to talk to him, be around with him, joke with him. He's that kind of teacher. And he has a funny relationship with our 15-year-old as he gets older too, that it's just kind of like joking and teasing and yeah, so smiles on faces. That's the motto. Love it. That's a double match for you. Finishing strong Delzels. And more like heart feels. I know. Like, that was oh, very sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more moving. They're real sweet. <laughs> All right, Labrie's, you're up. We'll start with Jenny. The things that make Jenny a good teacher and good parent are? I said that I'm calm under pressure and consistent. When I put that more communication stuff that you listen and you're extremely empathetic not a match not <laughs> nice. a match but <laughs> nice. very nice yes. very nice for me gosh i don't know this is awkward <laughs> embrace it leo embrace the ock ride that awkward so, wave yeah. really i mean it's hard because i feel like it's one of my flaws too but i know i'm like crazy patient at work i'm so patient with the just the craziest things and i try and be really patient with them almost like get to the point where i like feel guilty if i'm not with them or playing with them enough so i try and be really present with them that's so nice i wish i had written it down because <laughs> <laughs> i don't disagree from where you were before we were parents to the beginning of parenthood and how patient you are with them now oh my gosh super patient being a parent mm. makes you more so that but i had written down because i was also thinking of the career of being an educator and i wrote that you're organized and chill and what i mean by chill is that under pressure people can see that you can handle any kind of sticky situation they can feel comfort around that because you've got it handled to my own peril i'd call that a match the guy said he was patient chill kind of qualifies i can't believe i'm saying these things out loud but (laughs) Give them folks a point. <laughs> well, all right. If you're going to flip a table, it's going to be on your own, be- on your own behalf. <laughs> it's going to be at the Labrie's house. <laughs> if I flip a table. Just go visit, flip a table, and Would leave. you flip the couch? I kind of hate the couch, and I want to be done with it. So. New couch. I'll help. If we don't win, I'll flip it with you. Is it possible that we lose? Do I need to get something? I don't think you're going to lose, Labrie's. Veach, how are you guys doing? Let's see what we're saying about Casey for starts. So I said crafty. So I'm always making stuff with paper and trying to get the kids to paint or draw or do artsy stuff. When I was teaching, I was always projects, making things, all of that kind of stuff. Well, that stinks. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Oh, no. What'd you say, Brian? No. I wrote, I couldn't think of the right word for it, and it might fall into it, but that you help lead them to whatever they're doing, whatever they're trying to accomplish. You help guide them to that. So, like, you're not just saying the answer, like, Mm -hmm. understand it this way. They end up coming to that conclusion on their own through your your guidance. But I didn't have a word for it. 
That's okay. So I wrote that was well sounds fun. Like crafty. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds crafty. She crafts a path to understanding and acceptance. What is happening to us right now? We're losing our edge live. I just no, this is not live. Thank, thank you. Oh, no, no. In front Based of our own previous. faces. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then Brian. what about you? I would probably say patient. Do I need to explain patience? Patience. Oh, nice. oh look at that. It says yeah. patience. Um, That's a match. He will tell the boys 40 times, stop doing what you're doing. Here's why it could hurt you. Stop doing And his voice never changes. <laughs> Mom's goes up like <laughs> a massive decibel with each statement until she finally shoves you, them in the bath. So you hit the peak Yeah, I hit the peak fast. early. Yeah. Yeah, so. but you know, I don't know if if how you describe me is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> like it sounds like he might dissociate I, a little bit and just let his voice do the work. Well, it sounded more like inaction. Oh, no, but <laughs> <laughs> Is that not how I took it that that's way? That's the story you're telling yourself. That is like when I need to unload something, <laughs> that's what she'll say is, what is the narrative that you're telling yourself? Somebody and- listens to Brene Brown in the car. <laughs> oh. Leo's <laughs> and the therapy. Leo's like, get stop it, coaching yeah, me right now. Coached right mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm pretty sure you said that. You're coaching me right now. Yes. <laughs> Don't coach me right now. Yes. Yeah. And then sometimes I'll say you're using yes. your teacher talk on yeah. me. Yeah. Because I'm starting to feel something. <laughs> I think we need Emily's husband to confirm the we're getting coached at home. <laughs> I can tell you the answer is yes. I okay. think my cards would match. You're getting coached. Although I think it's a little easier for me to stealth coach my electrician husband. So <laughs> there is that. Yes. What does that even look like? <laughs> She's like, no, I think the voltage you're going. <laughs> I think that you need to think about how many breakers that requires. If I knew yeah. anything about those things, maybe. No, see, that's where the coaching comes in. I just ask questions, and then he comes to that answer himself. Oh, you keep like Casey very does. Very nice. Oh. <laughs> All right. Very nice. So, teams, our final scores are that both the Delzels and the Viches finished with eight points apiece, and the Libris finished with nine points apiece, but that was mostly on the suggestion of Liz Delzel. And oh, it would have been think- tied. It would have been a three way tie. Yeah. Uh, can I recant? Rescind? No, this line, no. Can I recant. say? No. Yes. I don't know. That benevolence maybe gets some extra bonus points. Yeah, it's great. Just, yes. Yeah. All in all, really strong showing for everybody. I think that many matches per couple out of, I mean, some of these were two point questions, but nine, eight, and eight. That's really great. Sounds like we people are very much on the same well, page. But the Delzels took away is that you should answer your questions in the same room at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we took away. Yeah, so. that was our handicap. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I didn't see any answers, so it's... I feel less aggression toward toward you, Brian. <laughs> I feel like Jenny and Leo are staggered. I mean, <laughs> listeners can't see this, but it literally looks like she's sitting in front of him. I feel like he was speaking over his shoulder. Seems like something they would do. Yeah. I just... To be fair, though, coming from an educational perspective, we've all seen kids cheat on tests, and we all know what their eyes do. I didn't see his eyes do that, so I think that was legit. Mm. The yogi in me wants to give Liz and Jeff the win. And Leo is way too competitive for that, but I'm like, (laughs) the principal coach, and the principal coach sitting behind you is like, that's not how you play. It's weird to be in a group full of competitive people. (laughs) I'm like... 
Eh, Whatever. We lost. <laughs> we lost. We win. We got points. I, I tell. Well, if you need any rage coaching, I can. I can get you there. <laughs> I can. I can spark that fire in the belly. I'll do it. Oh boy. <laughs> Love it. And I do not understand this about myself, but it is. It is real. All right. I'm still not past the point that I think you invented rage coaching on our <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Light the spark Another episode. in the yeah. belly. Yes, rage coaching. Rage coaching. I don't need a freaking hug. We're getting some really good nuggets here. <laughs> Leo, Leo, if you ever want to like, you know, side gig it, I think we got some fun here. We could have a totally you know? different podcast. The rage coaching podcast with Leo and Liz. How to win. Make sure you're wearing a a quarter zip windbreaker with a logo because we both think that's yep. cool. <laughs> Easy access you to know. a whistle. Yep. Yep. Goodness. Right. We can get on that <laughs> So we want to wrap this up, even though we had a bit of fun game time here going back and forth and seeing how everybody matched up on questions, both surface and deep. We want to ask you on the level of just being real with our listenership, as a parent and an educator, what are some things that you do to make it all work for you and your family? Again, that makes some assumptions <laughs> that we are <laughs> that I'm making, actually it work. making it work. But they're all alive, so that's good. There's definitely a division of labor in our household that has a lot to do with the circumstances of work, right? So I have a much longer commute to my job than Jeff has to his. So Jeff does a lot of the after school stuff with our kids like he picks up the two little ones he does like a lot of that the cooking that kind of stuff so that's like a very practical way that that makes these things work because i love my job and i love where i work but i wouldn't be able to do that i wouldn't be able to go as far as i do to do my job if i didn't have a partner who was willing to just do a little bit more uh, closer to home base I feel like we're really good partners in terms of like advocating for our kids. And we come from a really good place, both understanding the perspective of educators and how difficult it is to do the jobs that we do. And then at the same time, holding our profession to a certain standard. I think in the times that I've gotten most frustrated with educators, and I think Leo was talking about this earlier, it's just when you're doing something that I know I would not allow in my realm that I would never do professionally, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you out on that. And so that's something that I think we've done together and supported each other in that. And routines, although we're not super good about you're dealing with hard and fast routines, but routines and uh, yeah, you're dealing with two adults with ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) We absolutely unmedicated, by the way, just totally totally winging it. Sounds familiar, right there with you. (laughs) Just turning off sometimes, just giving yourself permission not to attend to any of the dozen or so responsibilities you have at any given moment. So, yeah. I don't know what you guys think, but I think it's so great to have a spouse in the same field as you that kind of gets that. And even though we clearly have different approaches to the way that we handle the things that come up in our profession, just to have somebody who knows what it is that you're trying to accomplish generally and how hard that work can be. I think that's really great, too. Yeah. So I think we took a couple of other people's answers, but hey, you know what? When you you go first, you asked us to come here. We're totally here for it. We want to share with people, this is hard. Parenting and working is hard in any job, but like you mentioned, there's some things that are really specific to doing teaching and parenting and being a spouse to your partner. There's a lot that goes into it, and the fact that you came up with a lot that you could share in terms of making it work, that's good stuff. Keep it coming. On a less serious note, and this is for real, 
I often tell my children when I come home <laughs> and they're being difficult. I will say, I've spent my whole day not freaking out on other people's kids. So your chances <laughs> of that not happening here, so slim. <laughs> so you might want to walk away, you know, so that just in case there's any other parents out there that are like, how is it that I can listen to or deal with or support? And then I come home and have the same kind of, it's because you're done. Yep. You're done. And somebody else did it for your kids during the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Well, Brian and I, between our marriage and our first child was like seven, yeah, you know, seven, years. seven years. And it's for that exact reason that I didn't feel like I could give my own children the kind of parent that I was as a teacher to kids in my classroom. And it's only when I made the shift to instructional coach that I actually felt like I had that capacity to be a parent to my own children. On that note, Casey, just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like I also had roles and responsibilities. We just literally, I see our post-it notes, recalibrated on who's doing what, because we've always tried to make things as fair, for better or worse, as fair as possible to help keep the tension (laughs) at a minimum in the house. So we could all be our best and then taking turns, knowing when you see the rage brow right here <laughs> come up in Casey, know rage when coaching. it's, yeah, rage coaching, know when it's go lay down, just go take a break. <laughs> and then having for us, having a really strong support system. So my family lives within six minutes, either direction. So having that support system, I think is key when we both have stuff that we have to do on a weekend. Being able to tap on somebody around us to help support is what really helps us make this all work. You're right. The responsibilities is very helpful to have something concrete and then to be able to look at your partner and understand when they might need a little break from the kids who's climbing on the counter (laughs) for the scissors. (laughs) That was two weeks ago. You know we're mandated reporters, right? (laughs) He did not grab the scissors. Leo, we're going to have to launch this business sooner than I thought. (laughs) Rage Coaching LLC. We'll just have to follow up their episodes with our banter that's probably not welcome. (laughs) You never know. There's a market for a lot. Leo, do you have anything that hasn't been mentioned? This kind of goes along with one of my responses is just leaving work at home. You know, everyone is going through tough stuff with... The pandemic, but I'm biased that I feel like education's getting hit really hard. And if we wear that through the door, we wouldn't be able to function, I think, either of us. So, but I mean, we do have our times to reach out, but I'm hardcore, like, leave it at the door. And uh, ask a question about that is how, how would you leave it at the door? I am somebody who struggles with that. I will work nonstop all weekend if I could. How do you, how do you not? I'll be honestly, when I changed jobs, I mean, it was that was one of the biggest reasons I went to look that came up and went for it because I saw the ability to turn off where my previous role, there wasn't really that option. It was always going all the time. And I just talked to some people about what it was like at the middle school level as a principal and that was a huge draw for me. Yeah, was. for context, he was at the high school level as a associate principal there. So mm-hmm. the high school hours are nonstop because you're the hub of the community. So That's right. Yeah, the assistant principal you work with is... Everyone who's in the front office is always at events mm-hmm. or... For high schools, yeah. 
But Jenny did remind me recently, which actually has helped. I don't know if you've noticed I do it. But <laughs> to smile right away when I see the kids like walk in the door. To smile first. And it is easy because they're adorable and crazy and usually doing something absurd. But it does like just help snap you out of that mood and just focus on them and their blissful chaos that they offer us. What? Jenny, did you have anything to add? The stuff that I had written down has already been said. Shared calendar or organization that way. Like Jeff had mentioned, with having some time to step away, even though you have lots to do, the me time is important. So I really encourage Leo to, yeah, go for a run. It's all right. Go do that for you. Or same for me with yoga. I guess the one that wasn't really mentioned, leveraging stuff like grocery apps. I've said that before. Like, <laughs> I don't have time to grocery shop. <laughs> oh, or, you yeah. Know. We'd be pizza every day. If, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Automate what you can. You be both, though, because <laughs> oh, I feel we like we, we fall into <laughs> the both a, category. It's a very... DoorDash, it's a lifestyle <laughs> at this point. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Awesome. Jeff and Liz, really thank you so much yeah. for joining us tonight. A Saturday a night. Family we're here. Saturday. Yeah. I know. Family Saturday. <laughs> You're so fortunate. <laughs> family Saturday. We let you beat us on Family Saturday. <laughs> and I got to say, I got to say, this is probably going to put me in the daggers rage coaching column for Liz. He is funny. <laughs> Jeff Del- is funny. Jeff is oh Delzel Delzel's the straight man in this yeah. in this relationship, <laughs> but hilarious, yeah. hilarious. very funny like, dude. Yeah, one of our neighbors calls him the comedy ninja. But like he's not there when I'm, but he's like, well, bam, and out. Yeah. Like he's like he's in with it and gone again before you even realize the hilarious has happened. He's gone. Yeah, yeah Jeff's a bit of a comedy ninja, but I did want to say thank you for having us for inviting us. It's such a cool thing that you guys are doing, and to take the relationship that you guys you know were able to form together as you were pioneering the coaching world in the district that we all were in at that time it's really cool to see you all and to see you all thriving and doing this cool thing and um yeah big fan so thanks for having us and we'll have you back don't you worry oh yeah (laughs) excellent if there's one thing i like to do (laughs) and that's it for this episode of the grounded learners guild many thanks to you for choosing to engage with our guild's content as we passionately continue to advocate for adult learners with transparent conversations about the world of education, impactful leadership, and the power of high-functioning teaming. If you'd like to connect with the Guild, the power of the PLN continues. You can find us on our website, thegroundedlearnersguild.com, and on Twitter, at GroundedLGuild, at CVeacher, at TechCoachM, and at Jenny Labrie, using the hashtag GLGPodChat. Feedback is a powerful tool that allows us to be responsive to the topics that matter to you most. If you haven't yet already, or if you're finding us for the first time, how about leaving us a review? It helps us to improve our work, allows us to bring you quality and customized content, and assists others in finding our guild as well. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream. Thanks again for joining us. Casey. Emily, and me, Jenny, in today's episode of the Grounded Learners Guild. See you at the next Guild meeting. And in the meantime, do your best to stay grounded.